0: get the full bonfire experience on your screen youtube.com slash bonfire sports thumbs up subscribe you'll know when we're live enjoy the games It's a bye week, baby. How you feeling? Welcome inside Bonfire Midweek. Darren Bombing is my name. Zach Schnitzer is his name. Schnitz, how you feeling, man? Uh, bombers coming off a pretty tough loss in Hamilton. But uh, all things considered, 12 and two is uh you see the the YouTube thumbnail. You got the bye week blues, or are you feeling good at 12 and two?
1: Uh you know what? I'm fine, I've cooled off. And I actually feel good for Hamilton, to be honest with you. Especially the Dane Evans story. We talked about the mental health aspect. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday, Turkinator! Happy birthday! I saw that on Facebook, and happy birthday, right. Mike O'Shea. I hope he's doing some catfishing or something fun.
0: Not hey, like, man. not like the online. No, catfisher.
1: no, not the uh, like. Can you imagine Mike O'Shea? <laughs> like, like, can you imagine anyone else? Like, like. Can you, Can you imagine, imagine the like,
0: ESPN 30 for 30? Like yeah. you watch the, the um, Mante Teo and then yeah. you watch the Mike o- No, of course. We, it's we funny joke. you
1: say that because Derek Taylor asked if he had watched that and Mike O'Shea was like disgusted. He's like, I would never watch garbage like that. But it would just be like the anathema of Mike O'Shea to do something like that, but it would be the perfect cover. But anyway, no, I'm I'm doing well, buddy. I I forgot about the game. I'm more paying attention now to things like you know, Drew D'Azur-Lay being released today and the mess that's going on in Saskatchewan. It just keeps getting better and better over there with Craig Dickinson's comments and Cody. Better Baton- and better. Whining and and Shaq Cooper and Nick Marshall coming out against the coach on social media. It's just a beautiful thing, buddy. And I, I'm doing well. <laughs> I'm, I'm just enjoying it. And I'm looking forward to, to just burying them on the 30th, regardless if we get anyone else healthy. How are you doing, well- brother?
0: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm well. I, I, too, am looking forward to Friday, September 30th, 7 o'clock, Riders in Winnipeg for a second game at IG Field against oh. the Green Guys. Uh, that is awesome. I love that part of the schedule uh, this year. Uh, should mention, it is a Bombers bye week, but, of course, Winnipeg Jets training camp gets going Thursday and through the weekend at Iceplex. It is open to the public. If you're down there and you see me, maybe you see... The trademark hat, come say hello. Uh, would love to meet you. Would love to to chat with you a little bit. Um, and if you're able to, follow us on Instagram. I think you're able to. I think people out there are able to. Yeah, on I'm IG. Do I?
1: I never use it, but you have one. Yep.
0: Yeah, bonfire dot sports is uh, where you'll find us there. I'm gonna have tons of jet stuff up there throughout Thursday and Friday and the weekend. Uh, Saturday, I got to work a little bison's. Sunday with No Blue Bombers football this weekend. There is football at IG Field. Sunday, September 25th, kickoff is at 1 p.m. The Winnipeg Rifles are on a three-game winning streak. They're second place in the Prairie Football Conference. And coming to town, the 5-0 Regina Thunder. The last time these two teams played, week two, Winnipeg was in Regina, lost by two points to a team right now that I believe is ranked number two in the nation. The Rifles are ranked seven in the nation. That's like over a dozen teams in Ontario, well over a dozen teams in B.C. And then, of course, the Power Conference of Canadian Junior Football, the Prairie Football Conference with Winnipeg at three and two on the season. And those two losses coming to teams that are very, very good. Uh, So Bryson McNeil, the Winnipeg Rifles quarterback, he's throwing the lights out. Who is he trailing? Only one man in all of junior football in Canada, Carter Schuchuk. He will quarterback the Regina Thunder. So this is a Tom Brady, Peyton Manning matchup. This is a Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert matchup. Get down to IG Field on Sunday at one o'clock. Tickets are 15 bucks. Seniors are 10 bucks. Anybody under 18 is free. And if you can't make it down to the game, cjfltv.com. The Winnipeg Rifles are a big supporter of us here on Bonfire Sports. Whoa, that was hot! Well, I, was just, I was just
1: responding to, to my buddy Greg here.
0: Oh, okay. But he, thought, uh, he,
1: he was sharp, he saw the camera
0: light ring as I was playing around with it. He anyway, is, he is right on here. the ball, he, he is. is absolutely on the ball, Gregory. And, and Gregory, if you're on the ball, You want to be down at IG Field on Sunday for Rifles Thunder and a true tilt between two of the best teams, not just in the PFC, but in all of Canadian junior football. Uh, The Canada Bowl is going to be hosted in a Prairie Football Conference city this year. This could be a conference championship uh, preview between uh, Winnipeg and Regina. So head down there this Sunday at one o'clock. You can find more information (laughs) riflesfootball.com all the social medias you'll 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 find them rifles football uh, what time Darren you? I missed that sorry buddy what's that what time is the game Sunday one o'clock kickoff one
1: o'clock. Ah, oh, my daughter's got to dance at 2.50. Well, then
0: you're going to be watching live on cjfltv.com. I'll have the play-by-play. Listen. Matt Rolison, exemplary color man, uh, will have uh, the color commentary.
1: It's, uh, it's you know, it's like Banjo Bowl, but put in the CJFL, buddy. Like, it's right. Winnipeg-Regina, like, top two teams. That sounds incredible. And this Bryson McNeil, you said, was the second coming of Josh Allen, or he sounds like Josh, looks like Josh Allen. So big boy, big Look at what arm. the Buffalo Bills are doing, just rolling teams. Yeah. They don't care if you just won the Super Bowl. They don't care if you're coached by Mike Vrabel and have an incredible defense. Hey, yep. I, I, I I will definitely uh, check some of this out. You're selling me, buddy. I love it.
0: So lots to get to on the show today. Uh, yes. We're going to go around the league in a three-game week 15. We'll look ahead to week 16, also three games on the slate. Zach, we'll get into your sober second thoughts. We'll talk about the playoffs, the standings, uh, playoff positioning, and what The Blue Bombers need to clinch. Uh, They've already clinched a playoff spot, but to clinch a home field date, uh, they'll need a little bit of help in one of those key Western Division matchups this weekend as well. We've got prizes. We're going to crack some packs open courtesy of Joe Daly Sports Cards and Custom Framing. We'll talk about the Bombers injuries, the upcoming trade deadline, and then the practice roster expansion window. What that is, how Winnipeg will approach it, and I want to get into a conversation I had in in our bonfire starters uh, DM group that we're in on Twitter. and shout out everybody from our dm group who who is joining us uh, live tonight. Uh, what is what do the future what does the future look like at some of those key positions that Winnipeg is maybe aging out or will have to look to replace talent? into next year and the year after. So uh, offensive line, receiver, DB, linebacker, defensive tackle, defensive end, quarterback. We're going to get into all that as well. We'll have our NFL picks. Um, And, of course, we're going to talk about Cam Judge. We'll talk about Joe Pop. Congratulations to Joe Pop going into the Winnipeg Blue Bombers Ring of Honor. And that's going to happen in the final Regular season game of the season, Friday, October 28th at halftime. The BC Lions are in town. Joe Pop, Joe Poploski, the one and only enshrined amongst the legends in the Blue Bombers Ring of Honor.
1: Yes, I want to talk a bit about that too, Darren. I'm glad you brought that up because it made me kind of compare him to someone who we were talking about last week. It kind of is coincidental. We were talking about the Ring of Honor, buddy. And some of us, you know, talked about someone sort of being maybe a maybe is Nick Dembski. And so I did a comparison of some of their numbers okay. and, uh, I was a little too young to appreciate Joe pop, but I looked up his numbers and, and it's an interesting comparison. And yeah, we, we also, everyone is watching. We, we, we can't help, but, uh, dive into the delicious free dessert that is the Saskatchewan Rough Riders locker room right now in social media. Oh, it, it, Thank you, Jeff. By the way, for saying I might have some big traps for wearing this all the time, but uh, anyway, let, let let's get into it, buddy. Uh,
0: iron iron chain iron, link Iron chain on, uh, on that. um yeah, looking forward to our NFL picks. That's the, the yeah. screen i'm I'm looking at right now. So I'll switch over to CFL and of course look back on week fifteen, the week that was in the CFL. It started with Edmonton at Saskatchewan and a bit of a surprise. Saskatchewan had a chance to put the Elks under in 2022 and eliminate them from the postseason. Didn't happen. Taylor Cornelius was only 54%, but he threw for a touchdown. He ran for another, including 93 yards on the ground, 11.6 yards per carry, a huge run of 56, uh, and also threw for 237 yards, elevating the Elks over the Rough Riders who are in a real tough spot right now. Zach, do you remember anything from that game? That was uh it seems like almost forever ago now. <laughs> well, it was before it was before we
1: got smoked by Hamilton, and and we were talking about how <clears throat> it was a bit of a consolation prize. That that was a game that the riders absolutely had to have at home eliminate the elks, solidify their playoff positioning, wash out the disgusting taste of getting roasted on the banjo bowl on a hot day and they laid an egg their offense was atrocious we know that online line is struggling i saw our buddy Safamod from the piffles podcast trying to get drew dar Desjard-Lay to sign there'll do anything but i'm like hey he'll he'll come here first we'll talk more about drew but i'm actually more interested in the drama that happened after let me just get to it quickly if i can and then we'll then we'll then we'll move on from this game but we all know that Craig Dickinson went out and said to the media, Darren, and, and you're a reporter. So like, how often would you get a rep- like a coach being that honest and maybe shouldn't have been that honest and saying, we're not very good. Like you shouldn't say those things because it, it comes out and then social media, you have guys like Nick Marshall and Shaq Cooper saying like, come on coach. And, and they're, they're dissing the coach on social media. Then you have Cody Fajardo whining. Oh, you know, the, the fans are against us. It broke my heart that they were booing. Like you look at a difference between mental resilience between Cody Fajardo and Dane Evans. Dane Evans was getting roasted too and booed, but he came back. And And the only way you talk is with your play. You just play better. Yeah. Like I was listening to the three Down Nation podcast. They were saying that the Ryder fans have booed Ronnie Lancaster before they've booed Henry Burris they booed Darian Durant like they boo everybody this guy and, and I'm not being pithy like I have mental health issues he needs to get help because this 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 locker room's is already fractured Darren and now he's he's whining again about the fans and they're just gonna rip him apart even further yeah. But as a reporter, like, how surprised were you that Craig Dickinson actually said something like that?
0: Well, as a Winnipeg based reporter, extremely surprised because Mike O'Shea is very certain to never do that sort of thing. When he speaks to the media, when he answers our questions, when he makes comments, however or whenever that is, he feels that every Individual in his organization, player, coach, trainer, support staff, executive, whatever, are in the room, and he's speaking directly to them. That's how Mike O'Shea handles himself and the Winnipeg yeah. Blue Bombers. Craig Dickinson did sort of the opposite, and it was obviously called out by Nick Marshall, who is an outspoken individual. But it was his, it was his verified uh, Instagram account that that did state that. Shaq Cooper, uh, I don't believe with Saskatchewan anymore or he was... Really Not smart. a
1: major player anyway. Yeah, maybe, yeah. On, the, maybe on the practice well, roster.
0: Former Blue Bomber. I think he's got a ring. I think he's got a... Ball- yeah, he I think would have a, a ring. ring. He
1: came in yeah. with Winston Rose and Sergio Castillo.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, either way, when Nick Marshall said, well, it's funny you say that, that we're a bad football team because you're saying the opposite to us in the room. How does a Ooh. coach garner any semblance of respect, even a morsel. When you try to say something to your team and be convincing to them and then go to the media and it's in the paper and it's on the radio and it's on YouTube and it's on a podcast and it's, it's, uh, it's in, it's everywhere. Oh, how do you, how do you do that? You can't, you can't. And, and, and I think sometimes, go ahead. I'll just say, I wonder if this is the final like? Is this the death knell of Craig yes. Dickinson as head coach? I think
1: I think it was already you know written written maybe in paper, and now it's written in stone. I I think Waiters is right. They're going to have to clean house because this is not a team that is going to get to the Grey Cup. This is a team that might may not even get to the playoffs. We talked about this in midweek with with the standings, the way they stack up with Hamilton maybe coming on Darren and Saskatchewan's remaining schedule. It's we may you know. And it's easy for me to say, I don't have to interview O'Shea, but I imagine as a media manager, Jared, it's not always the most fun. It's pretty awkward to interview Mike O'Shea. It's hard to get anything out of him. It's like blood from a stone. But from a fan perspective, I see and can respect that because then you don't get crap like this. And I, for I, for one, am grateful that O'Shea, I'd rather have a boring head coach in the media albeit probably not easy to interview than someone like Dickinson who was talking about both, but talking out of both sides of his mouth saying his team is not very good after he's trying to pump them up in the locker room. It's like any parent knows that you, you you say yes. And then you say no. And then you say, yeah, how do you
0: prepare them? How do you prepare a team to go win a game when you're, when you're, you're, you're literally telling them in the room, you guys are a good football team. Let's let's get it. And then in the media, like, look, I got I got to be honest with you. Now I I do understand, like maybe there's a bit of a twist of logic in there, like a, a weird twist of logic.
1: I don't think he's that smart.
0: Like no, you think he's trying I don't to like a twist of of logic? I'm saying oh. the logic gets twisted in the mind of 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 Craig Dickinson in that he's admitting to the public, admitting to Ryder Nation, I'm not naive I know we're not good but then also here I am in the room with the guys and these are you know you're my guys and I'm your guy and we want to win that's obvious every pro athlete wants to win so I'm saying that to the public and then in the room here with you guys I'm like look we can be a good football team you need to believe you're a good football team that's the twisted logic, not the twist of logic, but yeah, the yeah, I hear you. Twisted a little bit in Craig Dickinson saying one thing, like you said, talking on both sides of his mouth, saying one thing to the public and the media, and another to that group of of eighty individuals, however many it is, inside that locker room when when you're trying to prepare for a football game. They have a buy yeah. this coming week. Am I right? Hang on. Yeah, Saskatchewan has a buy this coming week. So. I don't know. Craig better make sure he uh, he addresses the team uh, in in their entirety before they, you know, go uh, go fishing for a few days.
1: Yeah. And I, I would call it a bye bye, not a bye. <laughs> and if that was Craig Dickinson's thinking, I, I get the logic. It's still it's still stupidity. I mean, yeah, r- r- word word, you're phrasing much better than that. So right? but anyway, they we'll move on they from are. that. Elks. Yeah.
0: 26 Rough Riders 24 and that puts Saskatchewan at six and eight Edmonton at four and 10 and both still in the playoff race Edmonton still winless at home, which is really, really sad for their it fans. is sad, actually yeah, no doubt about yeah. that. Uh, Bombers tie cats. We'll get to that in a second. That was the second game of week 15. Back on Saturday, Lions in Calgary to face the Stampeders in the first of a home-and-home series between the two teams took overtime, and there's Vernon Adams Jr. throwing for 294 yards, running for another 32, and producing offense uh, enough that his team could run with the Calgary Stampeders on McMahon turf, uh, a tough place to play at any time. Jake Mayer throws for 300 yards, um, and here we are looking at second and third place in the West Division, and these two teams clearly don't like each other from what happened at the end of the game and after the game, which we'll get into now, but uh should be fascinating to see these two teams go at it again this weekend in Vancouver. Oh, yeah.
1: Hell of a hell of a game coming up. Hey, Darren, and game of the week. I think the BC Lions have won the season series, but they're both they're both gunning for second. Right. And uh, it should be a barn burner. What do you think of how the CFL handled the Cameron Judge Lucky Whitehead incident?
0: So we don't know what Lucky Whitehead said, but there hasn't been any concrete evidence that it was So outlandish, it would garner a suspension in itself, similar to Garrett Marino's uh, insensitive comments to the heritage of Jeremiah Masoli, right? That got him another game. Uh, We don't know what Lucky said, um, but we do know that Cam Judge, after the game, had his helmet on and went and punched Lucky Whitehead in the face with no helmet on. So the debate I've been hearing is was it a sucker punch? Mm. Like, how do you define that? Right. All of that aside, right. I think the CFL did the right thing and, and and levied a suspension to Cam Judge, the one game. So he will not be dressed uh for this coming week's game uh against the Stampede or against the, the BC Lions again. But um if if you have your helmet on. And you walk up to an individual that's not wearing their helmet and it's after the game, like the shoulders drop a little bit. It's like, okay, the game's over, right? You might be chirpy and you might, you know, say this or that, but what, what happened here? Cam judge helmet on. Yeah. Punches lucky whitehead in the head, in the face. Yeah. Was lucky whitehead expecting that? I I can't imagine he was, you know, like some guys have swung helmets. That's ridiculous. But yeah. to wear a helmet at the end of a game and punch somebody in the face, to me, that's a sucker punch. Uh, so that debate rages on in Calgary. It's going to, to continue through, obviously, this weekend in the game in Vancouver. But it's almost good for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers because now it's the Lions and the Stamps that don't like each other. Not <laughs> right. the, Bombers the, or the Bombers. Yeah, you know, like no let kidding. Chew each other up, uh, exactly. and, and you know they'll see each other in the in the postseason, right?
1: Yeah. The only thing I heard was was two things: was that Whitehead actually wasn't able to participate in the beginning of the practice subsequent to that assault. The only thing I heard disparaging uh, this is this is through you know probably third hand. He maybe said something about Judge's sister, but whatever it is, it's after the game. Like I've almost never heard of this stuff happening in the CFL. Have, have like you've you've been closer to it. does how often does, does this kind happen. of thing happen?
0: It does happen on occasion. Uh the waiting outside a locker room, yeah, that's that's total crap. That's what
1: I mean. like i've never even crap. heard of that in this NFL.
0: When, when you hit the locker room, the game's over. The day is over. Let it go, you know, redirect that energy or that that fury. yeah, um, yeah. now like, you're talking about like street shit. You know what I mean? Um, And, you know, uh, you got to keep it between the white lines, as they say in in football, keep it under the lights, keep it, you know, between the whistles. It it did go past the whistles where the game is over. Guys are walking around the field saying what's up to their former teammates or their college buddies or whatever. Um, But I don't like the actions of anybody in this situation. Um, no, knowing that they were playing each other the next week, like Cam Judge could have, you know, tried to show Lucky Whitehead what's up in the game legally. He didn't have to do that. Now, I understand if you offend someone's family, a sister, a mother, whatever, um, that hurts and it burns. Um, but to wear your helmet and punch another guy and then for the stuff to happen, waiting outside locker rooms, parking lot BS, like that's stupid. It's really, yeah. really dumb to me, so. It makes you
1: think of Will Smith at the Oscars. Like, just just stupidity, <laughs> bravado, machismo. I you are going to say, like,
0: Will Smith on the basketball court in, in Philly. <laughs> no.
1: But, like, you know, who's laughing now, right? Like, you get yeah. a punch in, and now you don't even get to exact revenge in the actual game. Right. Um, people are saying Adam Rita versus Jeff Reinbold. I don't remember that. Did, did the coaches go at it, Darren, back then?
0: Oh, there was something there. I don't recall completely, <laughs> but you know, no doubt, Grader will Wikipedia and find it for us. I bet you. Uh, I bet
1: you. Reinbold just took off on his motorcycle, right when he saw Rita, because Rita probably outweighs him by a couple hundred pounds.
0: Yep. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> either way, yeah. it's going to be an amazing yeah, matchup for so many reasons on Saturday. That's a 9 p.m. Central Time kickoff. Ugh. So. Yeah. Pre-game your way through yeah. your Saturday night and then buckle up for 9 p.m. on TSN Stamps Lions. Argos are at Red Blacks on Saturday at 6 Central Time. Uh Ty Cats Alouettes go Friday night at six. Well, that's 30, an interesting
1: one, too, time. with standings, right? Like, yeah, aloett's. I hope coming Hamilton wins eye. that one.
0: Yeah, Alouettes then... coming up a high. Ty Cat's coming off a huge win. Uh that, that's gonna be a heck of a one. Uh so Zach, let's get back to the Bombers and the Ticats, or at least dive into it. 48-31, Dane Evans named the CFL's top performer of the week, and rightfully so, threw for 327 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions, had a perfect quarterback rating of 158.3, pretty much from start to finish. He had it at the end of the first quarter, the end of the half. He finished the game with that perfect quarterback rating. They even ran the ball a little bit. uh Hamilton did. Where is your concern or is there concern of this Winnipeg Blue Bombers team? They've lost twice now going into their bye. Is this a lack of focus? Is this consequential no. or circumstantial or is there actually a flaw within the Winnipeg Blue Bombers that is that needs addressing?
1: No like I said this this team is the textbook if you wanted to write a textbook about creating football culture, you would you would write a you would write a chapter about the Winnipeg Blue bombers. I have absolutely zero concern about them losing on the bye, the you know, right before the bye. I think it's coincidental. You know, they're human beings. maybe their minds are elsewhere. they're on the road. It wasn't the most important game. It's not divisional, but Listen, they, they, they've they played a bunch of games. I think they were the last team to have the second bye as well, Darren. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. They simply got outplayed by Hamilton. And Hamilton played a perfect game. And Dane Evans was on point. I think uh, it really impressed me how he came back and he sought psychological help. Uh, I think they had two weeks to scheme for a flawed defense because of injuries. You have a bunch of backup linebackers and DBs. You have Jeff Coat go out. I'm not concerned. That was a hit. That was a hit. Right? Like, we know the Richie Hall defense really elevated when they got the Jeffs, they got Big Hill, and they got Alexander. Like, Richie Hall can't make, you know, chicken salad out of, you know, what? He he needs certain players in there. And, and of course, some of the DBs are, are rookies that so they might play off coverage, but. Jamal Parker is going to play off coverage anyway because he's on the field side. I'm not concerned at all. The thing that concerns, like, about that game in particular, what concerns me is the health of the defense, Darren, and that if we continue to put Shane Goche on Will Linebacker and mm-hmm. Jamal Parker and Evan Holm on the field side, you know... Uh,
0: well, Michael Shea talked about... He was asked a lot about Jamal Parker uh, during his coach's show a yep. couple days ago, and, you know... Michael O'Shea often in these situations will say the same thing and he'll say he's a young player. He needs to see more pictures. That's kind of the comment. He needs to see more pictures. He needs, what, what does that mean? He needs to see more pictures. Does he yeah. need to see more offenses that he's playing against? Yeah, maybe I think seeing more pictures means seeing the mistakes you make. Totally. Totally. And fixing edit. Yep. them. Right? And, and
1: Alexander admitted too, Darren, that he wasn't uh, quite on point. You know, he didn't make all the calls he needed to make. It was his first game
0: back. I mean, the, the, it's... Oh, Zach, did we, did we lose you? Oh, man. Zach's internet, from at least my standpoint here, looks, uh, looks like it's down to one bar. So hopefully we can get uh, Zach back. Uh, beautiful freeze frame of uh, the schnitz there for everybody to enjoy. But um, I, I tend to agree uh, with Andrea. Uh, defense has been a concern, not a lack of focus, need better defense. Absolutely. With with the injuries the Blue Bombers uh, have had to deal with this year, um, it, it, it is no doubt tough. They're on their second string dime linebacker. They're on their third string weak side linebacker. They're, uh, you know, three players deep at least uh, in the defensive backfield. Um, they are down players on the offensive line, uh, or at least have been. Michael Couture still is not a starter. They're down a whole bunch of guys in the receiving core, um, and you know, no word of when or how serious. Malik Clement's injury is uh, or when he might be able to return. Uh, Teadric Hansen is an Achilles injury, but that does not mean his season is over. He is only on the one-game injured list. Uh, Nick Taylor uh, spotted in a walking boot at practice last week prior to the game in Hamilton, Uh, but he's on the one-game injured list. How much time could Nick Taylor miss? And boy, are you seeing now how valuable someone like Nick Taylor is to the Blue Bombers defensive secondary. Then there's receiver, okay? Carlton Agadosi, Greg Ellingson, um, and of course, Drew Wolotarski. Now, Wolitarski's on the one game. That's a positive uh, that, you know, maybe he's only a a few weeks away. But uh, however, um, it's still an area that Winnipeg has struggled with this year. Nick Dembski has missed time. Dalton Schoen. Like, imagine a world where Dalton Schoen didn't come to the CFL. Winnipeg, I don't know if Winnipeg would be 12-2. and two. I really don't know. Um, but that that's a huge hit. Having someone like Greg Ellingson out who is supposed to be that reliable veteran, every down target type guy. Uh, so Agadosi on the sixth game, Ellingson on the sixth game. And Ellingson is only a couple weeks into the sixth game. I don't think they're going to try to rush him back uh, whether they need him or not. Demario Houston at defensive back to me, has maybe been the most catastrophic or costly injury the Blue Bombers have suffered this year. Uh, Just a guy who didn't just take a starting spot in his second CFL season, like he was on the practice roster with Winnipeg in 2021. He didn't just take a starting spot. He took Winston Rose's starting spot at the boundary corner. Now, Rose had that job, Once DeAndre Alford, um, well, when Rose came back from the NFL in 2021, DeAndre Alford moved over to the field side. So Rose took cornerback position one, effectively like the top spot. And then uh, being a rookie, of course, um, DeAndre Alford taking over that second spot. Now in the NFL, it was Rose's job. And Demario Houston played at such a high level that he was now taking on the top guard, uh, jobs guard being guarding a receiver taking on those top guard spots or jobs, uh, in the blue bombers defensive secondary that that's been a huge, huge hit to this blue bombers defense. Getting Brandon Alexander back is good. However, it didn't help Winnipeg where they needed it. Like no doubt it has helped them on the back end, but this is what I wonder with Brandon Alexander healthy. Where did he start his career? Where did he really put in the work before moving to safety a couple years ago? He was at halfback. So with the way, uh, Malcolm Thompson played there to start the year, the way Nick Hallett had played, uh, I think for the most part, um, you know, maybe he, he struggled a little bit at times, I wonder if Winnipeg would look at moving Brandon Alexander from safety to halfback um, or even corner. It's an interesting thought. We'll have to see how that shakes out. But right now I think a greater concern is weak side linebacker without Malik Clements, without Kyrie Wilson. Wilson is on the six game injured list Uh, without those. um, It's tough right now. Shane Gauthier, We've seen him run with speed. Everybody remembers the unbelievable game-saving special teams tackle he made in the 2019 West Final, right? It, it was unbelievable the way he picked the perfect line and went effectively 45 degrees sideline to sideline. And, oh, uh, well, here he is. Welcome back, Zach. How you doing? Well,
1: I'm using my phone right now. My
0: computer is seeing the... Yeah, uh,
1: beautiful image of the underside of my chin. My cat literally
0: undid the cord of my computer. I want, I want to make sure we can hear you. So make sure your audio, like get your phone right up by your face and, and let, let's make sure we see your audio. Don't worry about your other microphone because it's no longer, um, hear me I guess, now. connected. It is better. Yeah,
1: Yeah. my cat, cat literally did this. I am. Loved. I swear to God, folks, my kitty cat... Ripped out something. <laughs> I can't even believe what I'm saying, but uh, back on I'm
0: really surprised. Like your audio sounds really squirrely to me. It, it sounds like you're almost up an octave.
1: Oh, well, like maybe, the helium, maybe the helium balloon or something. I don't know.
0: It, that's kind of what it sounds like. Does anybody else hear that from Zach? Well, now we've lost his video. I guess we've lost his audio too. Um disappeared.
1: Well disappeared What's going on here.
0: Whoa, whoa, doubled anyway. up anyway. Anyway, I was just talking about some of those, those okay, changes in back. the blue Bombers defensive secondary, Zach, and and went through, yeah, anyway. you know, a possibility of that, Brandon Alexander moving to weak side or moving to a defensive back spot from safety. But to me, a bigger concern is, is Shane Gauthier. And well, there he goes again. Take care, Zach. Appreciate you, buddy. We'll we'll get you straightened out. Uh, <laughs> this'll be fun. Um, as we chase Zach Schnitzer down, uh, here on bonfire midweek, big shout out to everybody who's, uh, sticking with us and, uh, is joining us live. Really appreciate it. Uh, if you are listening to this on the podcast, after the fact, or watching this video afterwards, you want to be sure to join us live. Cause then you can join the conversation and we can do well, something like this. We can, uh, skip through and, Um, yeah, here's, here's one of our, our top commenters, waiters, 27, Hamilton was playing for their season. If they go three and 10, they're done. Yeah, I I completely agree. They needed, they were playing for their season and who better to fight hard against than the Winnipeg blue bombers. Um, if you're watching or if you're listening to this on podcast, uh, go to youtube.com slash bonfire sports and like and subscribe and, and, you know, give us a thumbs up, comment uh, on the video uh, afterwards. Hey, Zach, good to see oh you, man. We're talking about the Thai cats whooping us. See, now my literal cat. Your ruined. voice sounded so screwy when you were on really? your phone. Oh, you you literally, you said helium balloon. That's what it was like.
1: Really? That's so odd. I don't that know what weird. happened. Anyway, I
0: interrupted you. Go ahead. No, that that's okay. I was, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. I was talking about Shane Goche and the speed we saw from him in the 2019 West final going sideline to sideline, 45 degrees. Yeah, of course. uh, Taking down the returner. But in that's one thing, that's straight line speed. Yeah. When he has to drop into pass coverage, of course, which Hamilton really went after and you have to have no doubt Saskatchewan's going to try the same thing. If, 44 Shane Gauthier is, is in that spot responsible for a slot back or responsible for a running back coming out of the backfield. Uh, that's a tough spot right there. Um, you know, I don't know if Winnipeg has an answer, if it's Gauthier and not Briggs, there must be a reason for that. Um, it's, it, it's, it's a tough situation right now for Winnipeg uh, with, with, Four games remaining, six weeks remaining on the schedule before the West semifinal and the East semifinal. If Winnipeg is able to hang on to first place, uh, they've got seven weeks between now and a playoff game where they need to get healthy and they need to get things straightened out, particularly on defense.
1: Yeah, they do. And so that, I mean, I guess uh, 20 minutes later, I mean, that's, that, that's what me, really <laughs> Darren... Honestly, and I think Saskatchewan does have a quick passing game, partially because they need to, because of that uh, porous offensive line. And if, if Fajardo, I mean, they're, uh, I think it was Marshall Ferguson put out a really interesting, um, what do they call those things? Those those target charts? Yeah. And he's extremely accurate within like, you know, 5, 10, 15 yards of the line of scrimmage if he's throwing like that. But but the long balls are, are a real difficulty for him. So, you know, he can hit those short screens like Hamilton was doing all day. And then, yeah, it could be problematic. And we know Hickson can run the ball. But, yeah, so I'm a little concerned. I, I don't know the stat. We'll get into injuries later. I mean, I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. I kind of just,
0: I, I, I kind of just, just did that, eh? I mean, we, we don't know anything on, on Jackson Jeffcoat or anybody else that left the yeah. game in Hamilton. And we won't for another five or six days, right? Until Winnipeg yeah. returns to the practice field Monday or Tuesday, so.
1: And we don't know about Clements, Kyrie Wilson. I mean, those guys, Mercy Maston, we assume is out for the Kyrie's season. on the
0: six. Yeah. And if you're on the six and you've been on the six as long as Kyrie Wilson has and he's still not practicing, yeah. uh, hold your breath.
1: Yeah. So that'll be tough. That'll be tough. I hope at least Clements comes back because obviously we were, I was critical of him uh, a couple times, but he's definitely an upgrade and, and no – no shade on Shane I have him signed on my jersey. Like, I love that guy. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, he, that's not his position. So, anyway, that well, was my concern.
0: Yeah, he's been in the league six years. He's never been considered to start No, anywhere or no. consistently play downs. He will come in. Uh, like, when they had Kyrie Wilson, they would bring... Shane in on running downs, right? Kind of like a a bulk package, right? Or a a jumbo package. Sure. Um, Yeah. You know what? Somebody brought this up on, on the coaches show the other day, Dakota Prukop came into the game and he's, he's doing kind of a,
1: (laughs) I heard that.
0: Marino flexing. And, and, and one person, one fan, or I imagine maybe some fans uh, were saying like, why is he flexing The, 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 you guys were trailing in the game. Why is your backup quarterback coming in and flexing? That's big. We're going big package, right? Like flexing as in, we're going to bring in a tight end. We're going to bring in an offensive, an extra offensive lineman to play tight end. We're going to put a fullback in there. We're going big package, short yardage wedge, right? Um, that's kind of what, what this is. Yeah. Sometimes this is exactly. what quarterbacks do for a huddle. Like let's huddle up, like yeah. bring it in. Yeah. So, no, that was a super like funny question. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Can you imagine someone on the bombers getting away with that? Like there'd be Apple in a roadmap. Well, that's
0: exactly how Mike O'Shea responded. Right. He's like, I guarantee you, our guys yeah. would not be doing that. Exactly. I, I think that's a safe guarantee because if you did, you'd be off the field. You'd probably be off to the locker room immediately. And I don't think you would ever uh, pull on uh, a piece of blue and white. No. gear ever again, practice no. or, or game or, no. or otherwise. Um, so, so
1: what I, so what I wanted to say about sober second thought was just a couple things. One, I couldn't find the word la- uh, uh post game Darren about 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 how to describe Shawn I said he was a miracle. I think the word I was looking wa- for was uh revelation. I think Shawn's a revelation. I mean, if you would have told me this guy would have be leading the league in touchdowns And be, you know, a horse on second down, the best on second down in the league, and would uh, replace Greg Ellingson with this kind of production. I just think revelation comes to mind. I just want to say that. The other thing is, there was a couple other things. One was a Three Down Nation article John Hodge did, and he does it some Wednesdays, not every Wednesday, but it's an insider's Insider's article, so he finds anonymous people to, you know, coaches, GMs, player personnel, people like that, uh, and players themselves, and they anonymously make comments. The the one about Winnipeg today, and I'll quote it, is, is what Hamilton did to upset Winnipeg by 17 points was match their intensity. Winnipeg obviously has a lot of talent, but the way they win is with knowledge and effort. If you can match their intensity, you can beat them any day of the week. That's interesting. I want you to comment on that. And the other thing in this particular bit was Hamilton slowed down Winnipeg's pass rush. If you can give the quarterback time to pick it apart, their secondary is not great. So they're saying if you match our intensity, you can beat us any day of the week. And if you can slow down the pass rush, our secondary isn't great. I wanted to see what people on the chat thought about that and what you think about that, Darren.
0: I don't know who said it. Where, where do you want? Where do you want me to start? Uh, anywhere you want, buddy. Well, I was trying to to answer some of the people here in in the live chat. The the um, inti-
1: so he's saying the if if you match the intensity of the bombers, you can beat them any day of the week. That was the first part.
0: Oh, she said that?
1: No, no, no. This was an anonymous player oh. personnel or player or or. or oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Sorry, from the sorry. insiders. Just... Call. Um,
0: I think. I think what that statement is saying, this is just my take on it. um, First glance. Mm -hmm. If the blue bombers strength is playing intense, playing consistent and playing effective and, and sharp football, you know, mistake free, penalty free, that sort of thing. They're hard to beat. If you can match their strength, which is an intensity level. Anybody can win. That's football. That's what makes football so amazing to watch is anybody can win any given Sunday. They've been saying it for years, any given Friday night. Um, that, that, that's my take. If you can match their intensity, you can beat them. Winnipeg is not impervious. Winnipeg is not infallible. Um, they have weaknesses like, like many teams. We, we saw Hamilton take full advantage. Don't think the bombers lost to Hamilton because they're injured. Sorry. Not the reason they lost. They lost because they made mistakes. They lost because they were facing a hot quarterback. They lost because Hamilton came out like a bat out of hell. And they won. They deserved to win.
1: Yeah, they did. They did. I don't think our injuries helped, but yes, we made like you know, Zach threw picks. He was strip sacked for a touchdown. The, that was the, huge right? Evans, Evans, Winnipeg, right?
0: Winnipegger Mason Bennett. Mason by the Bennett,
1: way. yeah. Yeah, the other thing—the other thing this anonymous person said was, if you slow down the pass rush, the secondary isn't great. I think, I think that's you know, the Jeffcoat was was gone pretty early, and we have backups in the secondary, and Alexander's not quite on his game. Um, yeah. yeah, sure, I don't have a problem with that. the The other thing I just wanted to say was, I, I was listening to the herd podcast, and and Colin Cowherd was interviewing Sean Payton, for former brilliant offensive coach of the New New Orleans Saints. And some of the things he said about the amount of preparation coaches do, Darren, gave me pause as someone who knows a fair bit about football. And sometimes, like I did last time on After Dark, question coaches' decisions. So I questioned Buck Pierce trying the same thing twice. In the first half, he tried a Dembski sweep with Prukop running. It didn't work. He tried the second thing in the second half on second down. Didn't love it. I thought it was a mistake and they read the mail. But I then you listen to Sean Payton talking about, he was talking about how they prepare for red zone offense, Darren. Okay. And he, he literally said, and I'm saying literally to piss you off. They go <laughs> back years in, in, in the week preparation. Let's say they're playing the Colts, your boys. They go back years to look at that coaches and that team's defensive tendencies in the red zone. They they look at every two-point play that they've ever done with that against a similar defense. They look at every red zone play. They look, he looks at every red zone possession from the last week in the NFL from every single team. And they stay they stay up and grind till the wee hours of the night, and it's like, yeah, sure they can make mistakes, but how do I know Buck Pierce didn't have an excellent reason for trying that again? Maybe Hamilton had other personnel on the field. Who knows? We don't know the calls, and I'm certainly right. no X's and O's expert. So I know Buck's a good coach. I know he works hard and he's talented. So I'm just not going to be so quick to maybe judge a play call from a good coach because they grind so much. And it's not because I felt bad. Oh, they work hard. I shouldn't criticize. It's not that it's that they work smart, right? They they, they do their research and it, it just blew my mind the amount of prep that they do and, and as waiters saying here, sometimes it's just execution, right? Like yep. there's just so many, it's, it's almost frustrating as a fan because there's so many variables in
0: football. There's 12 well. guys on the field exactly. and then twelve guys lined up across from them, plus five or six officials on the field. And they're all human beings. That's why you never know what's going to you happen. There's probability there's likelihoods there's, yeah. you know, strength versus weakness and all of that to, to go to, to what you're saying about Sean Payton, no question they dig into that because yeah. there, there's, there's a universal truth in football. It's just like fashion in pop culture. Everything comes back into style. Yeah. Everything has its day. Then it's ugly and, and nobody uses it. And then it comes back one day. Oh, that, that looks good again. You know, yeah. whatever it is. Sure. And uh, it's the ultimate game of 4d chess. Right, exactly. a, 40, 40 just is
1: brilliant. No, 40, so but it is though, Darren. Like there's 12 guys on each side, there's execution on either side. I mean, you look at polynomials, 12 guys could do 12 different things, 12 times 12, 12 times 11. Like there's just like millions of possibilities on a single play. I I just I marvel at the brilliant minds that can game plan and go into halftime and make adjustments and manage the personalities it's just uh i i felt a little bit humbled by that uh, to to think that he, me as a as an armchair quarterback can go and and you know judge a play that didn't work it's hindsight bias and i think you know I, that's why i love doing this show and just love being a fan because Sometimes I feel dumb. A lot of times I feel dumb, but there's so much to learn about it. It is so complicated. And because I love it, I keep wanting to learn, right? And that's the game, man. That's the last thing I want to say is is we often hear Mike O'Shea talking about his players. And when he compliments them, and he always compliments them, I mean, never throws them under a bus. But one thing he often says is they love football. And, you know, I made a joke earlier in our tenure here, Darren, where if I was on the team and I sucked, which I would, because I'm not a pro athlete, he would say, if asked about me and I fumbled the ball 50 times in a game, he'd say, oh, Zach loves football. I I just, but I don't think we could underestimate how important that is in building a football culture. Well,
0: Because, yeah, because it, if you want to be there, like the culture being you, you're accountable to your teammate, you want right. to play well for them, not your boss. I think I've said that on the show before, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. who are you going to play harder for? Who are you going to work harder for? I don't care if you're a construction worker or a plumber or, you know, in a cubicle in an office or whatever your job is, who are you going to work harder for the person that you're accountable to next to you doing the same job as you, that you guys, you you rely on one another. Or somebody who's barking orders from the top, somebody yeah. that is insulated from you, or there you're insulated from them. Who exactly. are you going to play harder for? Who are you going to work harder for? The yeah. guy next to you, the gal next to you—that's who you're going to work harder for. <laughs> totally. And then when when you talk about the being passionate and loving the game of football, and that being part, a big part of the Blue Bombers' draft process and and an evaluation process of prospects, and and probably American prospects too. If you want to play, you're going to be more resilient. You're going to work harder. You're going to stay focused because you're not going to be like, wow, I'm 28 years old and now I'm benched. You know, like, I guess I could go back and talk to uncle Jimmy and, you know, maybe he can get me a job. And no. (laughs) It's the guy that's like, I want to play football. I'm only 28 years old. I've got seven more years in me at least. Like, what do I got to do? Do I got to hit the gym more? Do I got to hit the books more? Do I got to go in the film room? Do I got to talk to a teammate? Do I got to sit down with the coach? Do I got to, what do I got to do? That's the guy you want. That's the culture Winnipeg has tried to instill.
1: And and that's, those are the guys that come off. Uh, sorry show up to the to ig field and the bowels there and watch video at 5 a.m because they love it they love picking it apart they love finding any edge and you told me something as we were just uh, talking about the show this week darren that that when you love the game you're gonna come back even stronger after a loss you're gonna be right. more resilient because you're you're gonna be frustrated and pissed off and hurt. But you're so fascinated by learning about football that you're gonna you're gonna look back and say, "Hey, well, what did they do to to beat us this week?" It's so interesting. I'm gonna try and incorporate this. Let's talk about this scheme and and what they did, and 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 let's you know look at our weaknesses and and look in the mirror. And it's just, um, yeah, it's so it's just a really cool thing that I think um, we sometimes don't give enough credit to the bombers because if they have they have two people of of equal talent they're going to pick the guy that is just obsessed with football yeah and loves it and i think that is why you're seeing what you're seeing and uh you know and, and just you know you can't judge a book by its cover just with watching play calls and saying i'm the worst for it and and uh logan <laughs> and the boys know that and steve and uh, like i'll be like ah oh, run the ball Buck. what the hell are you doing like in the heat of the moment but i have no idea what i'm talking about i'm just a fan uh, sure, they need my money <laughs> and my 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 vigor, but yeah, your dedication, my dedication, right? It's like when you're at the when I'm at the park with my kids, right? And I'll see a bunch of a bunch of siblings like just beating the crap out of each other, and dad or mom is just on their phone, and I'm just like, the first first reaction is like, oh come on, you know, get off your phone, be a be a good parent, but it's like you don't know what kind of day they had right? They might be, they might be texting uh, a sick uncle. Like they might've been with the kids all day and they've just had it. The kids might just be being jerks that day. Right. There's just, it's just, you got to take a step back. I think when evaluating football, anyway, that's, that's all for me. I I wanted to talk a little bit about this Joe pop thing, if you don't mind.
0: Okay. But we, we do have to get to the, the practice roster expansion, the future depth. We still have to make our NFL picks. I know. Uh, I know, And I got I got a bunch of these. I got a bunch of Cody's to rip up.
1: Okay, well, l- l- I'll okay, do that let, now. Do that now is I. Let, I just want to. I just want to throw out a comparison to folks here who are watching. And of course, thank you to everyone who's watching and participating. That's why we do this, and uh, we love it. We just love it. Tao Zen. I, I like the person who said I retired because I was tired. <laughs> That's, that was good. Um, okay, so Joe Pop, we were talking about Ring of Honor last midweek, Darren. I'll make this really short, just like me uh, talking about oh, guys like like you really have to set records, you have to win championships, you have to be all star, whatever. Joe Poploski, five hundred forty nine yard uh, receptions for his career for eight thousand three hundred forty one yards. He's third all time among Bombers receivers, behind only Milt and uh and Murphy James Murphy right five time CFL all-star he won a great cup in 84 most outstanding rookie two most outstanding canadians and was a finalist for the most outstanding canadian three other times like that is the caliber of player you have to be to be in the ring of honor and i was just i just looked at that and i was like wow like that is just an embarrassment of riches in terms of accolades right and yeah. then i thought about nick demsky right so he's been in the league since 2015 he was a guy sort of on our bubble he's 28 years old so let's say he has four or five years left so Murphy, uh sorry joe P- joe pop finishes with 8,341 yards i don't know that he ran the ball particularly but we i know nick nick dempsey does so let's throw in his i threw in his rushing yards so he's got about 3,500 yards since 2015 and and Keep in mind, he wasn't played much in the first year of his career with the Riders and was used sort of sparingly. He's got 20 TDs already. He's been the most outstanding Canadian in the Grey Cup. In 2021, it was kind of his breakout year. He was a CFL, uh, PA All-Star, and a Western All-Star. Most outstanding Canadian in the Grey Cup, like I said. But if he like if we use Joe Paploski... As a benchmark as a Canadian receiver, Nick Dembski has has a ways to go. He he's got to get some more, more all-star nods. He's got to win most outstanding Canadian, I think, at least once. He's got the great cups already. But mm-hmm. the question is, you know, if he's gonna be a wall of honor guy, he's gotta, you know, get about thirty five hundred to to four thousand more yards, and he's and he's 28. And the question is, can he do it? I, just just on face value, just looking at those numbers, I think he could. I do think he could. I think if if they keep guys like Zach Kolaris, and they're, we're going to talk about this in the second with, you know, are they going to be able to replenish their O-line with with even, you know, Stanley Bryant, Demarcus Hardrick, Pat Neufeld, those guys getting uh, older, right? Um, can he do it? And I think... I think Nick Dembski does have a chance to be a wall of honor guy. That's all I'm going to say. Anyone's thoughts on that. I I would be super curious. Tell me a little bit about Joe pop. I'm hearing he's a possession receiver never had a handoff. He caught everything. If you're up there with Milt and James Murphy, like my goodness, you, you deserve to be in the ring of honor. So what what do you think, Darren?
0: I, I was having a conversation with Chris Walby, I don't know, a month or two ago about who the ring of honor inductee this year could be. Okay. I do know that they want to um they want to enshrine certain individuals first because they're still around. Yes. And they're still able to enjoy the moment. There are others like um that that are you know you know gone now that couldn't come and enjoy it. Someone like right. Joe Pop can definitely come And enjoy it. And I, I, Joe Pop was like in the group of three or four people we were talking about to go into the ring of honor and like in 2022. And I asked Chris, what was so great about Joe Pop? Like what was his claim? And he said, consistent, you know, like some of the people in the chat saying he, he caught everything thrown his way. He always did. Like he was just consistent, 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 probably not a superstar, but very, very, very good. And it, it amazes me that he won most outstanding Canadian in 1986. That was his yeah. last year.
1: Was it really like, talk That's about going crazy. out on the
0: high, right? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. I just want to mention this. Look at this, this first pack I opened. Okay. Look, <laughs> Argo. Argo. What the Argo. Heck? Argo. Argo. And then Ernest Edwards. <laughs> Who I don't think is an Argo, is he? He might be.
1: I don't know. He didn't play for Calgary, so he can't be an
0: Argo now, can he? <laughs> right. <laughs> um go check out Joe Daly's yes, on sir. Mary's. Uh there's the address and the phone number below. 513 St. Mary's Road. Joe Daly's sports cards and custom framing. Awesome people. Cool to just go there, uh, and hang out. Um, and I think last week was it last week, maybe the week before they had Adam Lowry in signing autographs from like six to 8 PM. So yeah, super, super cool. Pop in, talk to them. And, uh, you might, you know, these opportunities do come up, but very cool stuff there, um, at Joe Daly's and just awesome people, Joe, Travis, big shout out to you guys. Uh, Go check them out. Uh, I got the website here too. Well, there you'll you be go. able to Google it because there's only one Joe Daly, right? There's only one Joe Daly,
1: baby. The, the only other thing I'll say about Dembski is his he is projected to get better, right? Like he's gotten better each and every season. And I think this season he's having even more of a career yep. year than last season, Darren. He's yep. kind of become a one A or one B receiver on this team, and he can do everything, which Joe Pop couldn't. So I just think um I think there's a chance, and I would like to see it. I would really like to see it. He's he's gotten over the dropsies that he used to have anyway. Just, Autograph. Just in a, ooh, David Beard,
0: hometown
1: guy that was unceremoniously that? That's the highest. Out.
0: Sorry, that's the highest paid player, uh, offensive lineman in the league, right there. Is that right? That's right.
1: I gotta get me some cards. I, I love Whoop. these things. I, I want to put them up. I, what do we got I'm here? at my office. Oh, another Kresden Argo. Butler. Awesome. Yeah. Cresden yeah. Butler. He, yeah, there's a name. Lead? I don't know. I didn't think I didn't so. He either. was a former rider, right?
0: Yep. There's one of the top DBs over the last five years. Oh, that's a great
1: shot, too. Catching an interception. Deshaun Amos, our, another Argo. Isn't he an
0: Argo now? He is. Yeah. Yes, he is. So oh. that's our latest four packs. Uh, we're going to continue uh, to crack these packs uh every week on the show and uh i'm gonna compile all the bombers and former bombers cards like we got an enoch moamba today no actual bomber players or current bomber players in, in the group but i'm gonna f- compile all of those uh i'm gonna try to get them autographed and right. then give them out as a prize i think that would be pretty sweet
1: cool. yeah. that would be super cool you'd be yeah. in a position to do it so you want to talk practice roster and yeah, injuries we'll, we'll, let's just, let's just,
0: touch on this because yes. uh you know we we got a lot to get to today so, so we, we talked about cam judge joe pop drew desjardins i do want to mention this because mm-hmm. this kind of segues into it uh asked earlier um oh i thought i saved it here but yeah someone was asking if drew desjardins uh, is still on an nfl team he was released by the new england patriots out of training camp he then signed to the New Orleans Saints practice roster. They released him earlier this week. Drew Desjardins is a free agent. However, Zach, what do we expect of somebody who was just released from the NFL like Drew Desjardins, who's still very, very young?
1: Well, I have learned from you, my friend, that they're going to stick around. We talked about this with Strever. Even you know he he got cut from three four teams, and and now he's with the Jets, right? Um, so yeah, I I see him. Unfortunately, sticking around in the NFL, he's a young guy and he's talented. So, good on him. I mean, we could probably use him. Some people are sort of iffy on Jeff Gray. I, I'm not knowledgeable enough to be able to evaluate Jeff Gray's play, but I mean, we he's haven't
0: almost anybody in the league, Drew Desjardins. Yeah, a I mean, he's, he's, he's an, an elite, elite player. player and the Saints, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, so, the practice roster, sorry, as I pick, uh, a... Some, oh, lint you got off- some lint on <laughs> you oh you can't have lint um, so the practice roster in the canadian football league can expand i believe it's following labor day you can have a 30-day window where you can expand your practice roster by x amount of players uh i think it's eight might be 10 forgive me but you'll see the winnipeg blue bombers sign players starting now they, they started just the other day they signed. um Two offensive of linemen. linemen, and, and yeah. that really leads into what I wanted to talk about, Zach, and that's the contingency plan, the plan for the future. Where are the position groups Winnipeg needs to acquire talent coming into this season? It was receiver. It was um where else were they looking? DB. Yeah, like I mean, I, I shared this with some people the other day. Um, a universal truth. I know I use that term a lot on, on this show, but um, in the Canadian football league is to, you got to start, you got to find a starting DB every year. Yeah, Every year you got to find a new starting defensive back. Every team in the league does. You have to find that guy. Uh, Winnipeg has been very good at that over the last number of years to Houston, Mario Alford, Dietrich Nichols, Winston Rose was kind of off the scrap heap. You know, he was was third or fourth team in in three years. Um, Brandon Alexander, um, Kevin Fogg.
1: Mercy Mastin, Nick Taylor, guys that were sort of vets in the league that I'd never heard of much, and they come in here and kill it.
0: Both Edmonton players too. Um, Yeah. So people are chiming in now. What position groups do you feel Winnipeg needs to target going towards the future? I will say this with all due respect to the individuals um, because they are all star and Hall of Fame caliber. Okay. Uh, Adam Big Hill is approaching his mid 30s, still playing at an unbelievable level. Um, Stanley Bryant, Jamarcus Hardrick, um, Pat Neufeld. Pat Newfeld. Yes. Uh, Kyrie Wilson and and Malik Clements, you know, went through their injuries this year. Does that mean they're edging towards the end of their career? No, but you want talent to be able to step in. You know, Jesse Briggs, Shane Gauthier, they are, they've been in the league a long time. Mike Uh, Miller
1: even, right? Like these guys have
0: been been around. The killer, right? Um, Offensive tackle for me is the position group I've seen Winnipeg already doing work to bolster. And by that, I mean, they've been at this for over a year already, maybe two. Mm -hmm. Um, Stanley Bryant is a hall of famer. He will be in the blue bombers ring of honor and the blue bombers hall of fame. He'll be in the Canadian football hall of fame. Jamarcus Hardrick um, is in that conversation as well. Uh, Hardrick is 32 years old. Okay, and Stanley Bryant. Why am I blanking on him? Stanley Bryant. I'm just looking it up here. Oh my gosh! Come on, Greg. Uh, <laughs> Stanley Bryant is wow. Stanley Bryant is. He was born in 1986. Oof. So he's thirty. Thirty six. Okay. Um, and, uh,
1: and Neufeld is thirty three.
0: So these guys are getting up there, right? Right. So what has Winnipeg done? Well, they have, uh, Drew Richmond, who is a very highly touted, uh, maybe not touted, but highly respected offensive line prospect that Winnipeg has worked tooth and nail to keep in Winnipeg. Uh, he's on the six game injured list, uh, was not healthy for training camp this year, uh, was not healthy for a lot of last year. Um, He's just kind of been hanging around. Uh, He's one of those guys Winnipeg sees as a potential Hmm. um, heir apparent, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, Tyler Witt was one of the individuals they signed this week. Um, Who was the other two? Uh, But but this is the other individual I think Winnipeg really likes at offensive tackle, and that's Eric Lofton. He's on the Mm. practice roster, was new to the team, I believe, this year. Uh, He... Has like he's very quick feet for a big man, very hmm. quick feet. Uh, he, he's fun to watch and, and practices hard. Um, I think he's one of those guys that Winnipeg, along with Drew Richmond, like that could be the new bookends hmm. protecting Zach Kalaris as early as next year. It's Not weird to even think of it, itself. buddy. No inside information. If if Stanley Bryant wants to come back and play. For a thirteenth season in the CFL and eighth with the Blue Bombers next year, yeah, he's going to, and he's going to start, yeah. But if they need to move on, I think it's Eric Lofton. I think it's uh, it's Drew Richmond.
1: It's hard to even think of that, eh? Like, I know, right? It's hard for me to even think of that. I mean, it's yeah. just some ages of some other guys. Mike Miller is thirty three. Jake Thomas is thirty one. Now, Greg's saying Zach Kolaris is thirty-four. I think quarterback is a little bit of a different animal. You see guys like Henry Burris playing into their forties. Am I wrong about that? I mean, I think they get hit less. They don't tackle people. They they're, it's not as physical a position. I think if he if he it's stays it's not as physically healthy,
0: rigorous.
1: Yeah, it doesn't wear your body down maybe as much. And I think uh, I'm not. I see Kolaris, if he's healthy playing quite a while. That being said, it's sort of contingent on the health of the O line and 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 the, how how they replenish that. there. that's super interesting. Yeah. Uh, what what you're saying, I, I'd never heard you need a D, new DB every year. Is it just because it's the CFL and it's a passing league and and you know you, DBs are a dime a dozen or they get injured? Like, what is that about? Is it just a thing?
0: Yeah, I mean that that's football. Sometimes really good players retire early. Yeah. You know, like Luke Keekley and uh Patrick Willis, two linebackers that were at the peak of their game in the National Football League and, and decided to retire before they were the yeah. age of 30. So, um, offensive tackle, receiver, defensive back, linebacker, and defensive tackle, especially yeah. Canadian defensive tackle. The drafting of um, was it Lawson or Adamson? Yes, Cole Adamson of the Manitoba yeah. Bisons. And yeah. back with the Bisons this year, yeah. he is a very large, very athletic man. Uh, <laughs> he's impressive. Uh, to go back to school and play a lot of downs, I think, was smart of the Blue Bombers to do with him and smart for, uh, for him as well. Um, but you're right. Cameron Lawson is only, was only drafted a, a couple of years ago. Yeah. How old is he? He was born in 1998. It's his second year oh my God. in the league. It's a baby. Right? So those guys are going to be pushing for, you know, as the contingency behind Jake Thomas, Casey sales. Like it seems every year or two, the blue bombers have a new American defensive tackle. It was Steven Richardson. It was Brandon Bryant. It was, um, poop Johnson. Yeah. Corey poop Johnson. I do poop. Uh, they're always
1: trying to do the coop. He flew the coop. I don't know where, he ended up in Toronto and then he was gone. Like, yeah. I think something like that. Yeah, yeah. It's no, sales has been impressive. Ricky Walker. So yeah, they, you know, and they, we know that they, they definitely have the next generation of talent and running back with Oliveira and Augustine. And uh, who yeah. knows, maybe they go back to get Kyle Borsa or they continue to draft people. Like they've got Drew Brown, who you're very high on. As maybe the future of that position, so yeah. kicker, I think you know Leggio is extremely young, and you know sometimes he he gets the yeah. boo birds, but I think I'm I'm pretty confident to say I'm 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 fairly optimistic with his trajectory, Darren. So I mean those are some positions of strength. Dietrich Nichols is just, I mean that's going to be a stud in our DB core for a long time. Receiver, yeah, you, I think they're good. Like you look like uh, um, Some people, uh, some people compared him to uh, Joe Pop. You know, if he's kind of getting a little bit older, you've got Brendan O'Leary Orange there, right? Who's who's played great. I like football. what I've seen from him. Yeah, and you know you can find American receivers, I think, fairly easily. So yeah, yeah. Me, Like Winnipeg maybe, maybe Winnipeg not. Was
0: Struggling. Winnipeg they was struggling were, but they America were taking guys off this scrap heap. They are hey. taking
1: guys off the scrappy, but, you know, now yeah. they found Lawler, they find Rashid Bailey, they find Dalton Schoen, the revelation, as I call him. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it is, it, you know, it's, it's an interesting conversation, right? Because here we are in the bye week and uh, good as time as any to, to look to the future.
0: So uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, you know, like. Love this comment from Bob Man. Leggio for student council and the spelling of Leggio out okay. of the park.
1: There you go. Bob Man,
0: well done. L-E-G-G-Y-O. Legio.
1: <laughs> Love it. Someone, someone in the chat, maybe it was Bob Man, said that they think Adam Big Hill will retire after this season. Do I, I never thought you're...
0: of that. I, I... I would never speak to somebody doing No, that. I know. No, but... Michael Shea. Michael Shea is actually advised... Players like, don't ever sign your retirement papers because then it's done. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do that. Um, Speaking of which, Kyrie, uh, Kyrie C. Bear Mm -hmm. will sign a one day contract with the Montreal Alouettes to retire an Alouette. Uh, Your thoughts out there? What do you think of Kyrie, Kyrie C. Bear uh, retiring an Alouette, not a Blue Bomber?
1: Well, how long was he with the Bombers versus the Alouettes? I don't know.
0: Yeah no, definitely with the Alouettes longer. Yeah, but he won three cups like,
1: with them, didn't he?
0: What what a killer of a player, yeah, man! He, oh, like you I remember you him about...
1: smoking people, like just clobbering people.
0: Yeah, clobbering I mean, people. no kidding, no kidding. Yeah, do you do you want to get to uh, get to our NFL?
1: Yeah, let's do it, buddy. Let's let's okay. talk a little. Uh, let's talk a little pigskin American to football. the south.
0: Yeah. So interesting week three in the national football league, there are some games I am definitely going to stay away from, uh, not because it's like one team is better than the other, uh, or one team, you know, like they're, they're evenly matched. It's more, I'm staying away from them because I don't know if I don't know who they are yet. You yeah, know what I mean? This right. is what you want to do. Go to dot slash bonfire sia.com/slash/bonfire. Go there, sign up, make a deposit. They will double it, 100% in bet credits. And then you got like a month, month and a half almost to use those bet credits as if they're cash. Uh, so you're you're already starting way ahead uh, with SIA, and uh, you can mm-hmm. bet on anything: NFL, NHL, CFL, uh, NCAA. NBA, uh, obviously with, with hockey starting up, uh, you're going to be able to do that. There's prop bets, there's futures. If you're new to it, no worries. Text the hotline 816-8477-204-816-TIPS, and I will help you. You know, it, it's not too difficult, but you want to use that link. SIA.com slash bonfire week three in the NFL starts on Thursday. Pittsburgh in Cleveland. This game makes me nervous, Zach. I don't know if I want to touch these primetime games because we've seen blowouts or upsets. Mm -hmm. These primetime games so far this year, uh, the, the Sunday, what was it? The Monday night football two for one. Yeah. Both games were crap, Yeah, but both games had huge quarterback performances. So, uh, you know, take it, take it for what it is. Um, But I'm not touching Pittsburgh-Cleveland. Sunday, Baltimore at New England with the Ravens favored by two and a half. I'm very high on the Baltimore Ravens. But in New England, that dual threat quarterback in Lamar Jackson against Bill Belichick, I'm just not, normally I would be all over that. I would be all over a two and a half point line. I don't want to touch that one. Maybe I'll play a money line we'll see.
1: Bill Belichick is a genius with uh, running quarterbacks. You've seen what he've done to Russell Wilson and Patrick yes. Holmes. and yeah, he's a he's a what genius. What did you
0: what did you think of Tua Tagovailoa this past week? Well, Came he shell.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I still hear pundits like Colin Cowherd and other folks saying that, you know, he just he has a very low ceiling. Uh he can and 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 that all his throws were schemed and they were easy throws. So I think he's a guy that if the dolphins, I, I don't know, was it was a Turkinator Who's a dolphins fan. Um, someone on here was saying their dolphins are relevant, which is great. I, I, that's great for the fins, but um, I don't know if Tua is going to take you over the top. I think, I think if the receivers are getting open and he has makeable throws from what I've heard, he's uh, he doesn't have much of an arm. He's he, he, he can get you to the playoffs and, and maybe win some games, but
0: he doesn't uh, have a big arm, but he is
1: accurate, which is, well, that matters. He's a younger quarterback that matters. They've and got some talent on that. Well, team. That, oh, that, my that's goodness. the thing.
0: Like Devonte Parker used to be their, their big target. He's yeah. elsewhere. Now I think he's in new England. Actually. Uh I could be wrong, but yeah, correct me. Gregory's well, he got Tyree
1: kill, right? Like what was it? Yeah, no, Tyree kill
0: is a game crazy. changer. They, they paid him a zillion dollars And just to get him. Yeah. And to have him and uh, Waddle.
1: Yeah. Like, you see the touchdown
0: celebration? He does the Waddle. (laughs) Love that. Um, Those two are both burners. Like, you have two guys like that with that Tyreek Hill speed. That's very hard to guard. Uh, So Buffalo in Miami. I don't know if Miami is good or not yet. So that's Line scares me. That that game screams field goal four point difference. Well, me. and
1: and and yeah, like I don't know if I see Buffalo just trucking teams again and again and again. Right, like They're maybe they will like
0: three games.
1: Maybe they will, but yeah. uh, this is an in division game. These teams know each other. I never pick in division games in the NFL. <laughs> I just like,
0: never yeah, do it in terms yeah. of betting, Gregory yeah. the the guy I was wearing uh, Devonte Parker. Um, yeah. Bob man, a zillion dollars with inflation is now the purchasing power of 10 million. That's about right. Have you looked at the Canadian dollar lately? Yeah. I digress. Cheers. Our, our uh, TSP mugs. But this brings us to a game that I am going to put some money on, on saa.com slash bonfire. And that's Cincinnati at the new york jets cincinnati is favored by five and i like cincinnati to cover i think hmm. they can win by two field goals i think they can win by a touchdown the jets are scrappy like really scrappy. yeah what a comeback I eh? yeah and joe flacco is doing things nobody's expecting he threw the like he's throwing the ball like 50 plus times a game um I think Cincinnati will get back on track against a weaker opponent in the New York jets, but it's going to be a fight. So I like the five point line. If it was six, I don't know if I would take it. Mm. Uh, But I like Cincinnati to cover five points.
1: Turk Turk is agreeing. He's saying the Bengals are due. I mean, Super Bowl hangover, eh? Like these guys have lost to Dallas. I mean, geez, I didn't see that coming, but, um, o line issues continue to haunt them and and I hope they come back to the fore because I I do like uh I do like tortured fan bases like the Bengals so I I hope they I hope they cash in for you buddy
0: yep uh well we're going to look back on it next week uh Detroit in Minnesota in a NFC North the Norris division. Uh, Detroit is a six point dog on the road in Minnesota. The Vikes obviously coming off a, a pretty tough loss, uh, in yeah. primetime, uh, this past it's week. It's Kirk Cousins
1: primetime. What do you expect? Yeah, I know. It's like is he the Trevor Harris game. of the NFL?
0: Yeah. The is good he good like, like under team. the
1: lights? Yeah. Not so great. He gets hit. He folds, puts up big numbers and stats at times, but but doesn't have the wins and the championships. I don't know. He, he kind of reminds me of Trevor Harris. Maybe it's just me.
0: So you're not touching that game either, right, Zach? We nope. haven't come up to the ones you're picking.
1: Not so, yet. Uh, we're
0: getting there. We're getting there. Houston in Chicago. And I didn't even know who the starting quarterback of Houston <laughs> was. And then I was like, Zach, you helped me out. You're like, David Bills. And I'm like, David oh, yeah, I guy there last year. It's amazing the quarterbacks in, in the NFL this year. It's almost like they came out of a bingo hopper. Uh, I know. I, new guys are everywhere. Um, but with the Bears favored by two and a half, I love the cover for the Bears at home. Yeah. Uh, Houston, I just don't think they're a team that is going to travel well, uh, especially to an outdoor field like Chicago. So that's my second bet. I got okay. Cincinnati, uh, five points at New York. The Jets and I've got Chicago at home to cover two and a half. Kansas City is at Indianapolis, and my lowly Colts are yes. five and a half point dogs yes. to Patrick Mahomes in the. Chiefs. Now you're
1: getting to my picks, and just just for reference, folks, we started this last week. I'm zero and one because I picked Casey to cover by four. They only won by three against the Chargers. Darren's one and one. He picked Arizona. The uh desert dogs and the desert dog fight. and they and they had that amazing cover behind win Man. against the Raiders and uh you 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 lost on the Carolina versus the Giants, but I think right. most people would have picked Carolina. uh so so i'm I'm Owen one. you're one and one. We're both picking two. I don't know what we want to do with that record, but uh we'll we'll figure it out. i uh I've got KC covering that. I think the Colts are a tire fire. I think Matt Ryan is done. Um, they can't just, seem to
0: get Jonathan Taylor going
1: yeah you know when you get shut out by the what was it the Jaguars like well, I know I know it's just one game but and I'm not going to be an pretend to be an expert about the NFL but I just look at Kansas City and what they can do offensively and they can take a team out early yep. Matt Ryan doesn't seem to be a guy that can come back you know he's He's sort of a mid-range sort of possession guy. Uh, that team's going to run the ball. I I just think uh, or they'll try to run the ball. I, I I I think Casey at least wins by a touchdown. So that's that's one of mine. And then I've got San Francisco. Hang on, on, the, hang, on hang on, hang on. What what what? Aren't they the next one? No. Go ahead. No, sorry. That's My bad. okay. Uh
0: Las Vegas in Tennessee. Oh, the Raiders are 2 point favorites. In Tennessee, the Titans looked atrocious uh, in prime time, uh, just turning yeah. the ball over and then not being able to keep, keep pace. The New Orleans Saints, what a snoozer weird game that was against yeah. Tom Brady and the Buccaneers this past week. The Saints, three-point favorites in Carolina. Uh, Philadelphia and uh, Jalen Hurts. Holy yeah.
1: cow. Hello. Uh,
0: if he can keep this going, uh, look out uh, NFC uh, East Division. Uh, the Eagles are in Washington to face the Commanders. Yes. Eagles are six and a half point favorites. That's a pretty healthy line Um on the road. In a little division, bit of hype yeah. on, on that Jalen Hurts train. Jaguars are seven point dogs coming off that monster win against the Lowly Colts. I'm going to say Lowly Colts a whole bunch this season. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Jaguars seven point dogs in Los Angeles to Justin Herbert and the Chargers. I mean, if you really like the Chargers, I could see them covering seven. I, I really could. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then in uh, one of the later games, Atlanta is in Seattle. That game is, I think it's at like one point, nearly a pick them. Uh, yeah. So that's an opportunity right there to get your money. Like it's, it's pretty much a money line, ad, yeah, basically. you know, minus yeah. one or minus one Oh nine. So uh, that, that's an interesting one. Green Bay Travels down to Tampa, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady, and the Bucks are home favorites by one point. Hmm. Rams are in Arizona to face. I, the hate, I hate.
1: Can I just say again? I hate. I just cannot stand Aaron Rodgers. Maybe if I grew up in his screwed up family, I'd be like him. I, I mean, I just think this guy is is such a doofus. I hope they get curb stomped by by. <sighs> By my boy Brady and the Bucks, I oh. just I just hope they get
0: absolutely smoked I love Keep it telling Brady that's just me I'm a Colts guy uh yeah that's fair yeah so Rams are our three-point favorites uh, in Arizona now the San Francisco 49ers yeah. are in Denver Zach
1: yeah so so Denver is a team you know they at first I was a little bit excited because they were getting Russell Wilson and then from what I'm hearing, like Russell Wilson just doesn't have the same escapability he used to have. Now he's more of a pocket passer. And the coaching in Denver has been atrocious. They took to- They took all of their timeouts at home. They still won the game, but they took all their timeouts on just BS, like oh, lack-, lack of preparedness stuff. You Waste- never well, see you know, guys just not lined up, not enough guys on the field. They just they look atrocious, and I think San Francisco is a well well coached team. I I think Garoppolo gave them a bit of a spark. Uh, you you see the touchdown celebration that that first touchdown he threw. I uh, I just think Kyle Shanahan going up against a guy who's kind of a clown who's going to hear a lot of booze if anything goes wrong. You know, it's kind of like a a, a bonfire or just just waiting for. Just waiting for some gasoline, and uh, <laughs> yes. uh, and I think I think San Francisco will, will will get hot and we'll roll them. So it's not a big line. I, that that's my second pick.
0: Okay, so to wrap the week, uh, we have Dallas in New York Met Life to face the Giants. That's the Monday nighter. Yes. I wouldn't touch that game with a ten foot pole. I won't uh, even watch that game. Giants are one point. <laughs> Favorites at Who's home. Who's the quarterback for Dallas now?
1: I don't even know. I, I just can't stand Jerry Jones.
0: Something Chase? I can't
1: oh, Jamar, not Jamar Chase. He's a receiver. <laughs> yes,
0: anyway. Uh, so that's uh, NFL week three. To recap, I've got Cincinnati to cover five at the New York Jets and Chicago to cover two and a half at home to visiting Houston. Zach, you've got Kansas City to cover five and a half in Indianapolis and San Francisco to go into Denver, and cover one point five.
1: Okay, and S- I think
0: a dot com slash bonfire. Head there now. You can drop money on the Jets to win the Central Division if you are so inclined. Uh, (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Maybe Uh,
1: if I had some extra money I wanted to donate to uh, SIA.com, I'd I'd do that for sure. (laughs) I'm sorry. You
0: you, you effectively can donate because you can go there, make a deposit up to $500, and they're going to match it 100%. Listen, so, I'm,
1: I'm not a huge betting guy, but I've had a great time on SA. Easy to take out your money, easy to verify your identity. Like some websites are just trash with that and they, they yeah. give you the runaround. Uh, I really, it's a Canadian company and, and indigenous owners, which I think is super cool and something you want to mm-hmm. support. And it's fun. It's entertainment, right? And you can keep yeah. try and keep up with DB and I in the NFL. I'm no NFL expert. I, I kind of watch the highlights, maybe watch a game a week, listen to a couple podcasts, but uh you know, it's uh it's a fun thing. It's it's the it's the Vegas spectacle that that the CFL
0: unfortunately isn't,
1: but uh,
0: hey, it's fun to watch, right? Let's do rapid fire right now on the three CFL games you can find on SIA.com slash bonfire.
1: Right, I like at, it.
0: At Alouettes, the birds favored by two and a half. Uh it's hard for me because like do, do you want to jump
1: on the tie Cats bandwagon? They've now seen the film on Dane Evans playing well. Uh, they're still without Simone Lawrence. They're still without who? Who's the DT? They're uh, the, the defensive uh, not Ted Laurent. They're without one of their oh, Dylan Wynn, Sorry, yeah. so I don't, I don't know that one. Like I, part of me wants to say Hamilton is a, is a phoenix that rises from the ashes, but I, I don't want to.
0: I yeah. Hamilton's coming off an emotional win.
1: Yeah, uh, and
0: a high. But both of these teams are their season is on the line. Uh, I would be more inclined to do a money line bet on this uh, yeah, plus one twenty for the Tie Cats. Um, I think I could still take the Tie Cats plus two and a half.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Like, I I don't want to jump on the bandwagon, but I do think. I do think just based on what Dane Evans said and and how he played, and he you know he's not going to probably throw five touchdowns again, but you know he he beat the best team in the league like like he he made a mockery of our defense. Uh, yes, they're going on the road, but hey, they, they're a well coached team. You've talked about this from the very beginning. So two and a half isn't a huge number in the CFL. I I, I would I would be happy to take that although okay. although Montreal has a pretty good pass rushes as, as the bombers saw close up, so uh, yeah i could I could see taking uh taking the two and a half,
0: yeah, Jeff Kabila is saying, uh, aren't the tie cats number two on my power ranking <laughs> yeah, yeah, or maybe, maybe number one now, let's see oh yeah, right um okay, let's let's actually do rapid fire here. Argo right. in Ottawa to face the Red blacks, Argo's two and a half point favorites,
1: take that any day of the week. It's hard to know with the Argos sometimes what you're going to get, but uh, Macbeth can be a little bit in, uh, up and down. But they're well coached. They have a they have a solid lineup, best Canadian depth in the CFL. I, I see them. I see them running away. I think Ottawa is just broken yeah. at this point.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Uh, I like Toronto to cover two and a half. Watch the injury wire, CFL.ca. You can find uh, the injury reports uh, on the daily heading into the game. Stamps, Lions, grudge match. Oh, and the Legos, that's the one. Just a one-point favorite at home. Yeah. After beating Calgary at McMahon a week earlier. I like the Stamps.
1: Yeah, I can't see the Stamps losing to BC three times. I know they give up a lot of pass yards, but they're they're just a smartly uh, coached team. I love the defense with with Brett Monson. I think Vernon Adams can be rattled. I think he can be. He he gives up a lot of sacks. He likes to throw the ball up because he's got these these amazing receivers that like Burnham and and Rimes and Whitehead that can go up and make catches. But I just don't see Calgary losing three times and back to back. I would take the stamps on this one.
0: So congratulations to our prize winners from this past week, Reed Maddox and Jason Gilmore. Jason is in Dauphin and I wanted to ship the mug to him, but it's like 25 bucks to ship it to him. So I've texted Jason. Hopefully we can connect in the city or somewhere nearby. Pricey for shipping. I could use a little Amazon Prime right now. We yes, have a new prize to give away courtesy of the sports vault. And it's Ooh, another yeah, baby. one of these beauties.
1: Yeah. Those are gorgeous. they Oh, I got it upside down.
0: So these are super insulated mugs. Zach, you and I use these all the time, but every this show, every day, I not use a it. this is like raised yeah. high quality embossed. And then of course, beautiful bomber mug with, uh, you know, the, the fancy lid and the works and, uh, uh, you can get yourself a couple of cups of coffee in, in that sucker, yes. or you know, maybe a nice, do. <laughs> nice in the uh to keep things cold as well. Um, we need a code word. How about text the hotline right now? 204-816 tips, 204-816-8477. Text your name, first and last name, and the code word NFL. Do that now.
1: All One mention. Right. That's all we do. Of course, you can get beautiful uh, Winnipeg-made TSV, the sports vault apparel at the Bomber Store, which is your number one spot, but also Amazon Fanatics. and They're also all over the place, right, Darren? Uh, so uh, Canadian-made, global license, uh, NFL, college, CFL, MLB, whatever you want, great, great people over there and, and great stuff. And I think this might be our last prize It is TSV. Who won the other one? Do we know yet? The other uh, insulated mug from last week?
0: Yes, it was uh, Reed Maddox. Oh, that was Reed Maddox. Okay. Yeah. And then Jason Gilmore won the, uh, I've got it all packed up in bubble wrap and ready to ship. Oh, like and then it's too, like, oh, like somebody says here, you know, $25, Corey May says, that's two days pay. Yeah, nearly. Seriously.
1: Um, Especially when I take care of my son, you know, I get, I get, uh, during a weekday, it's like uh, twelve and a half bucks a day. My wife gives me just a little bit of an allowance just to go to superstore, <laughs> maybe, or, or 7 Eleven and get something.
0: So um, the texts are already coming in and we got some email entries last time. So nice text, yeah, yeah. email WPG sports at gmail.com. Uh, wanna mention this, uh, I got a text today from uh, Gerpair says, hi, DB Gerpair. My name is pronounced Jerpair. Instead of bringing in or looking for a cornerback or a halfback, do you think the Bombers shuffle the backfield a little bit? Thompson played great for BA should be getting more reps, maybe play weak side linebacker. I don't think Brandon Alexander is going to play weak side linebacker. Um, Could you move Brandon Alexander Thompson to safety? Nick Hallett to halfback, I, I don't know about that. But change things up without changing the ratio. The Bombers have started up to nine Canadians this season. They normally start eight. They're going to be okay if they need to make a change and, and play another American somewhere. But right now, it's coming down to health. The Canadians are healthy. The Americans are hurt. So maybe Brandon Alexander to a different position. We'll see uh, how that, that shakes wow. out. I will say Interesting that, idea. Though, Yeah. I mean, many times, especially American coaches in the CFL will hide their Canadians in the middle of the field. Yeah. Defensive tackle, middle linebacker safety. Yeah. Just, just a thought, but um, you got a final thought, Zach, as we uh, wrap things up here?
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, Tao Zen is saying he's going to pay for shipping. Now, Tao Zen, or Steve, as I know you on Facebook, does that mean you're going to pay for for this one, for for the Dolphin shipping, or only if you win uh, (laughs) the prize? (laughs) Are you going to make a donation? Uh, No, great show, DB. I love everyone in the chat, and um, good luck to uh, whoever gets this beautiful mug, because I swear to God, I use it it for coffee, I use it for bubbly water, even beer, you know. I frequently wash it, but I handle. I only hand wash it, and uh, look forward. I wish, to
0: could, I wish everyone could see that. Like yeah. this is, it's so high quality. Like look at that. That's yeah, not I a know. sticker. I it's literally like saw the
1: guys on the in the shop. They're putting the those um, those decals on, and the, the steadiest hands I've ever seen. Seriously uh no no no. it's nice to have a bye week just sort of kick back allow the bombers to get healthy that's maybe the biggest thing that they need right now and uh enjoy the other games you know and enjoy the nfl get on sia have some fun there even if just put 20 bucks down folks it's it's great entertainment and uh you can compete with us and i think darren just the last thing is there should be a prize between you and me hmm whoever wins and whoever loses like does the loser have to take the other one out for dinner drinks does the does a winner get something uh does like the loser it. have to wear a rider's jersey or do, does the loser have to wear a tie cast a, a jersey or something anyway i like we'll, dinner dinner okay. dinner
0: is a, a good thing you want to do that on like our nfl picks this year
1: yeah i do i do okay. i think so we. We'll start keep, i'm track gonna keep track. Today.
0: Yeah. We'll start from scratch today because you only picked one game last week. I picked two. I finished yeah. one and one, and you were 0-1. Yeah. Watch it. We'll oh, start from okay. scratch.
1: All right. That's yeah. very nice of you. Okay.
0: Very All nice right. of you.
1: And also, just just quick Once update. In a while. Once in a just, while. Yeah, yeah. You're a good guy. Uh, Pickham, uh Ryan Harris, a.k.a. Ted Lee, too, is still up by like 300 points on C. Diddick and and. Our buddy Cade is falling back. He's got 8000 points bomber history. So, it's really a two-horse race at this point between Tedley 2 and C Diddick. And then in our fantasy league for the MCW, I think that's Mikey McMike face on Twitter. I'm not sure, but I'll, I think he confirmed that he is winning by 0.7. Uh, uh hold on a second. No. 1.7 points over nglfa uh, and nglaf hey, 705. So, and then Parker East is right up there, Tedley too is right up there, and our buddy Cooper Trooper 42 from the Canadian Football Countdown Podcast. Great show if you want to check them out, they do live as well with a with chat. So, uh it's, uh, it's getting there, and of course, we have prizes for the winners of those leagues too, buddy. Yes. So, beauty prizes too, no, no, tea.
0: no teasers. But yeah. man, they're nice prizes.
1: They are nice prizes. you uh, to good like to, them. Good to see you too, DB. And, uh, buddy, I guess we'll have to wait a week, right? We got no game. It's so sad.
0: Yeah. You know, I can't even get a hold of Walby. He's off the grid. Yeah.
1: No Finally. game day,
0: Winnipeg. No game day after dark. But there will be Jets hockey yes. content on Bonfire Sports. So keep it locked to the YouTube channel, to my Twitter to Instagram at bonfire.sports. Of course, twitter.com slash Darren Bombing. You'll be able to find uh, all of the stuff there. But uh, this was a fun show, Zach. Looking forward to a hockey-filled weekend and uh, back to football next week with the riders in town. It's like the... we got to come up with a good nickname for, like, the, uh, the second Banjo Bowl, right? Well, the
1: last time this happened was in 2018, I remember I remember because I was at a conference for work. I was in Logan Airport in Boston. Uh, so I missed that home game. And I invited one of my buddies to go, Cello and his wife from Regina, because they're Ra- Rider fans. And it was the third third meeting of the season, 2018. It was in the fall. And Zach Kolaris, I believe, started for, for the Riders. And it was the second home game for the Bombers against the Riders, just like this year. And we beat them 31 0, just like Waiters is saying. It was great. It started off with a Gator pick six, and it just, there was an unbelievable Dressler catch from Straveler. It was just a great afternoon. And I remember watching it at the airport, and nobody knew what the hell I was watching. But uh, hopefully it's something like that again. It'd be fun to shut those guys out. So. We'll see everybody next week. We'll tee up that game and uh have a great week. Enjoy the rest. And if you are a big Jets fan, keep it locked on my buddy DB, Instagram, Twitter. He's got a, a lot going on. Uh,
0: do want to mention this as you mentioned, Zach Kolaris uh playing for a different team. Get this came out in, in the in the, the CFL uh game notes this week. Oh yeah! Only two starting quarterbacks hold a career winning record against Calgary. Only two. BC's overtime win in Week 15 improved Vernon Adams Jr.'s record versus the Stampeders to four and two. The only other quarterback with a winning record against the Stamps, Zach Kolaris, is eight and five. This is the amazing part. Wow. The league's seven remaining starting quarterbacks are a combined three. 23 and two that's three wins 23 losses two ties wow in their careers against the Stampeders, that's a winning percentage of 0. 0.143 <laughs> Claris is eight and five versus the stamps vernon adams jr is four and two that's
1: incredible man what a great it's stat incredible. Yep. what a great stat kudos to them and kudos to you for picking up on that i know two of those ties i think are the trevor harris ottawa calgary games if i'm not mistaken but uh yeah losses oh yeah you, you, it's just uh it's a graveyard right or it has yep. been for the past 10 plus years <laughs> same as my gpa Corey may that's a good <laughs> one buddy i uh, love it love it love the live chat love you guys uh, have a great week enjoy the football and uh we will catch up next week
0: Sounds good to me, everybody. Thanks again. And uh, yeah, keep it locked here to Bonfire Sports, Jets hockey, Bombers football. We got you covered top to bottom. Shout out Remo, Michael Remus, you and uh, your bride. Congratulations. Second baby on the way. And uh, we look forward to that uh, several months from now. But uh, take care, everybody. Enjoy your bye week. Rifles host Regina Sunday, 1 p.m. at IG Field riflesfootball.com for more information. We will see you next time.